everybody hey besties welcome to episode number one of the down, the down lore. lore that was in so in sync i love that for us i mean when are we not in sync great question i couldn't tell you <laughs> um in case you're wondering i'm claudia and i'm natalie we're perpetually in sync actually we're we have one brain cell that <laughs> bops back and forth between the two of us and neither we, we can't both use it at the same time so apologies you're getting one full brain cell right at this very moment indeed and every day so who are we why the hell are we here and what are we doing yeah let's give them the good old who what when where and why of this podcast Um, love a good third grade education who? who are we who are we at all who are we as people all right let's see i'm claudia born and raised in la um we are currently sitting here in my living room in sunny los angeles california And I, God, what an existential question. Who am I? In relation to this podcast, I am just an avid reader who has way too many thoughts bouncing around in my tiny little brain upstairs. Can't keep them all inside anymore. They just, they need to come out. We need people to talk through them with. Natalie and I have literally been talking about books just because we need the emotional release. Every five minutes. Every five seconds. Our text chain is insane and unhinged. And it's just time that the world gets to chime in as well. We felt like, you know, we'd had enough text exchanges about crack theories, fantasy lore, shadow daddies. It was time to put all of that information also onto God's internet to share with you. Amen. It started as text messages and voice memos. And then it was... Long voice memos. Long voice memos. Which is why we were convinced this was the format that was going to work best for us. Amen. And like, you know when you're having hour plus long FaceTimes with your friends and have an agenda to go over a fantasy (laughs) novel and that agenda gets filled out with crack theories and five pages worth of just meeting minutes this is not an exaggeration by the way no it's literally not we have the receipts um you just know it's time to do something about it we are gathered here today as I mentioned on God's internet to discuss (laughs) the shrine before us of not just Sarah J Moss of course, our Lord and Savior, but um, <laughs> a wide array, a wide swath, a collection, a, a library even of fantasy, novels, lore, mythology, and shadow, and shadow daddies. daddies. Yep. Yeah. There is a resand candle currently lit in front of all of our podcasting equipment. And if you're watching on video, you can see it. If you're not watching on video, you're going to feel the vibes. Yes. They're emanating throughout the room and they are citrus scented. And starlight. can't forget the starlight (laughs) key element all right so i am a lover of books a reader i feel like i fell off track with my reading throughout my schooling i just graduated last year and since then have been just vigorously consuming all things fantasy relatable honestly i feel like lots of people can relate to like academic reading it's different it kind of burns you out and then you have to meander your way back into pleasure reading and now here we are and we are hooked we are indeed and while these books might not on paper sound like something you can dissect in a critical and academic way we're going to do that anyways correct because that's how our brains work yep And we know that there are a lot of you out there whose brains work in the same way. And we're here to scratch that itch that you might not be able to scratch with your other friends. (laughs) And look, we're not going to claim that everything we say on here is going to be correct. 
We're not going to cover absolutely every possible crack theory. We're not going to walk you through every single minute plot detail. We're just over here shooting the shit, talking about the things we want to talk about related to these books. And we encourage you guys to like chime in in the comments. Send us an send email. Us emails. Send us a DM. We're at the downlore on Instagram and TikTok. And our email is thedownlore at gmail.com. Pretty easy to remember. Yeah. We want to hear your thoughts, your crack theories, etc. And then we'll talk about them on the pod. So we give them the who. What's the what? What are you reading right now, Natalie? What am I reading right now, Claudia? Um, I am actually very late to the party. I'm finally getting around to reading the Throne of Glass series. I have finished Akatar and Crescent City. We're anxiously awaiting Crescent City 3, which is coming out as of recording this in 15 days, which is insane. Our Roman Empire. Our Roman Empire, seriously. Literally. And... We will get way more into Crescent City 1 and 2 in our next episode, and we will be doing a full debrief on Crescent City 3 in episode 3 of the pod. I needed to fill in the remaining gaps, add the the third spoke of connections um, (laughs) in the SJM universe with Throne of Glass, and so I'm taking on the gargantuan challenge of reading that at the moment it is a beast and it's made even worse by the fact that i'm reading it in the eight in one kindle ebook version (laughs) which means when you finish one book you're about eight percent of the way through the series and the progress bar the perfectionist the completionist in me absolutely hates that but persevere we will amen it is so worth it i read the entire throne of glass series in a month um and it consumed my life in the best way possible like i ditched plans early to go home and read and have never been happier about it and that is my mo since graduating school so we are in this what are you reading right now claudia great question i am doing a reread of crescent city so i'm currently reading house of earth and blood as you can maybe see the bookmark sitting within this copy on the table i just pointed to with my foot (laughs) (laughs) i will say rereading a sarah j mass book is almost like reading it it's not like reading it for the first time but it's a completely different experience because you're not just taking in the same words with the same level of understanding you start to notice like little tiny things she says that are so not obvious your first time through when you haven't gotten all the answers yet but the second time through you read it you're like oh when rune noticed that his sword was glimmering it wasn't the drugs that he thought were making it glimmer in his line of sight it's the fact that it was responding to bryce also being in the room yeah um just as a a disclaimer big spoiler alert for all of these books we're gonna be just spoiling everything so if you haven't read these series and you plan to if you do not want to spoil (laughs) come back to this after you've read those books and then we can have a talk because we are not going to be able to restrain ourselves (laughs) ma'am even in the intro episode we are spoiling spilling tea (laughs) spoiling everything Crescent City is wonderful. Cannot wait to unpack that more in, so much. in our next episode because it's true. With it. Sarah J. Mass has a rereadability unlike many authors where because all of her books are so long and so detailed and so interconnected, there is always something new that you notice on a second read that you didn't, would never have even thought to pick up on the first time, which is awesome. So true. And is what part of what makes reading fun and what makes reading fantasy especially like long saga fantasy series fun 
when do you like to read Claudia when did you start reading what was the first book you read and when during the day do you like to read we're just covering all the whens here all the whens everything time related okay well if we're going back really far when did I start reading like start reading fantasy got into this like groove it was really Twilight like if we're being honest we should have known from the start of the Twilight phase that I was always going to end up here I had a shirt that said I heart boys who sparkle in silver glitter and there is photographic evidence of me wearing it in the seventh grade in my school's art room sitting proudly front and center displaying this t-shirt and the Alice Cullen like family crest necklace choker yeah so it really like that is what I would like to call the inception of my like reading nerd era took the academic detour Got back into it at the end of 2022 with the holidays. Cracked open a little Colleen Hoover just because needed something cozy to read during the, you know. Not November 9, by the way. <laughs> um, yes, correct. And from there, I was like depressed when I finished all of Colleen Hoover's books because I was like, what comes next? And thank the good Lord above for the Akatar recommendation I received Um, from one of our mutual besties who lives in DC she said you need to read this I said slay queen here we go have not turned back all of 2023 was consumed by reading I will read literally whenever I have a free second my toxic trade is I will bring my book anywhere even if there is absolutely no reason for me to have a time or opportunity to read Claudia is known to read at a red light here and there there's a lot of freaking traffic in LA okay (laughs) you can sit on the freeway and not move for three minutes that is like three pages okay it's fair um otherwise I read at night I will post up for hours and just crank through and feel things fantastic what about you Natalie reading MO I have been reading ever since I can remember really um as a kid I was a, a very voracious reader and have always been a fantasy lover I read Peter and the Star Catchers which is kind of like a Peter Pan retelling but with more magic I I really truly do not remember the plot so do not do not ask me any questions about the plot because I couldn't tell you (laughs) I just remember loving that book and that being kind of a gateway into Harry Potter which I was my first real real and true fantasy experience and um I was always an ambitious child I did pick Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone up at the ripe age of six years old because I just saw it on the table at Barnes & Noble and I said, Mom, that's the one for me. And she said it's for third graders and you said, I don't care. You said, I'm in kindergarten and it doesn't matter at all. Um, You said, I identify as a third grader. I identify as a third (laughs) grader, exactly. And it did take me, to, to my credit, my ambition did get the best of me. It took me many years to finish the Harry Potter series from the age of six to like the age of probably 10 when around the Deathly Hollows was coming out and finishing but that was kind of my gateway drug into the world of fantasy I've been a fantasy lover and preferer ever since went through the whole 2013 teen dystopia tumblr phase just like everyone else divergent hunger games matched all those extravaganzas and then high school and college hit and I just didn't have the bandwidth for pleasure reading anymore really 
and now I'm rediscovering it. And I think what being in your early 20s is about, and being an adult in general, is just embracing the things you loved as a teenager without shame. A freaking men. And to so that's that. what we're doing here. You know, we're going back to our love of fantasy, and now with a little sprinkle of shadow daddies, maybe more than a sprinkle. <laughs> Now, when during the day do I like to read? It truly and utterly depends on the day. I do bring my Kindle everywhere with me, like Claudia, just because it's so portable. And sometimes I'll read on my lunch break at work. Sometimes I will read on the treadmill at the gym. Sometimes I will just rot in bed and read for many hours on end, which is most likely the way that I will be consuming Crescent City 3 in in a couple weeks. Yes, we have the calendars blocked off. Like... The PTO has been requested. The focus time has been slapped on We're the We're serious calendar. about this, you guys. Yeah. We're serious. When I say PTO has been requested, I'm moving in February. And uh, we're doing a little bit of double duty. Uh, PTO for moving and uh, moving not gonna take that through long. the pages of Crescent City 3 as well. There we go. Still moving. Just a different, different type of moving. Different flavor. Interpretation. Up to interpretation. <laughs> Uh, where do we read? I mean, we kind of covered that a little bit. In bed, on the treadmill. In the car. In the car. In traffic. <laughs> in bed again. Where would you like to live? What fantasy world, where would you live if you could if you could part from this earth and dive into one of the worlds in these books? Where would you go? Oh my god, it's always going to be a toss-up between Valeris and Crescent City for me. Valeris because I just, it's perfect. It is literal perfection. And it is all that is good about a society. Crescent City because there's modern amenities and like electricity. Mm, yes. I feel like that's an oversight in a lot of these books. Like the the day-to-day struggles that some of these fantasy characters must be facing yep. without our modern conveniences. Right. And like therapy. Like I understand that right. we got a 750 page book no. of Silver Flames because Nesta didn't go to therapy. But like yeah. her life would have been so much better if she went to therapy. But then we wouldn't have gotten the 700 pages of just pure Cassian Nesta porn that we got. Right. Exactly. Which <laughs> I will say... I am not complaining about. I'm just saying, for me personally, I would need a little therapy. That's extremely fair. For me, this is kind of a fun question because there are worlds that I am enamored by and just think are fantastic in terms of the richness of the lore and the mythology and the world building and the way that it functions, but wouldn't necessarily want to live there. Uh, specifically in my head right now, I'm thinking of the world that Samantha Shannon built in the Priory of the Orange Tree and the Day of Fall Night. It's not a duology. Day of Fall Night is the prequel to Priory of the Orange Tree. They are more like, I want to say sophisticated. It's still an epic fantasy. It still like has funny banter here and there. Um, but the prose is unmatched in my opinion. And Can confirm. If any of you out there are listening and have not read that series, technically not even a series, you could read them standalone as well. I would recommend starting with Priory. It is 900 pages, as is Day of Fallen Night, but it is so, so worth it. That world is absurdly well-built and takes inspiration from lots of ancient cultures and mythology from our world and pays great homage to them while building upon them to create this whole other world that we could never have dreamt up in our own minds. 
lots of political intrigue, dragons, magic. What isn't there to love, really? Plus two nice romance arcs. It's fantastic. Um, and just loved to your that point, book, loved that world. The prose is just so good in that book that not only is the world insane, but the way it's described just oh my adds God, to it. Unreal. Like the word choice. I don't think you really think about word choice or you wonder to yourself, like, did the authors really think about every single word that goes into a book or into their... I can tell you that Samantha yes. Shannon chose every single word on those 900 pages. And you know what? Because of that, I will read every single word she chooses to put out into the world because I think she is a fantastic author and a genius. And Samantha, I know you're not listening to this, but I love you so much. <laughs> However, with that being said, I do not want to live in that world. <laughs> so war-torn and crazy um i think if i had to choose a world to live in for the sake of having a pleasurable life i'm gonna have to agree with claudia i think valeris would be a great place to live the even the common folk just seem to be vibing they have a very benevolent hot wealthy high lord who protects them and just like and insulates them from even the rest of his own court. No, literally. Like he just walks along the streets of the of the court like all of the quarters, all of the neighborhoods and it's just who does not want to just casually be walking to get your groceries and like see the piece of hot ass that is resand. And he will Please. walk by and the scent of citrus will waft into your nose and you'll be like oh, You're like, that's my high This Lord. is the world I want to live in. <laughs> Another honorable mention that isn't from uh, literature would be the world from Pokemon. So peaceful. Yes, there are like crazy, insane terrorist groups that try to capture and take over the world using legendary Pokemon all the time. But I just think it would be so much fun to be a trainer and have like powerful animal besties that you're walking through the world with taking on other people with powerful animal besties like that just sounds awesome so natalie's love a that as big well. fan of human creature pairings i am we'll get into that later <laughs> but that is a, a trope that i have always adored finally in our who what one where why is obviously the big old why a loaded question why do we read why are we here sitting on this couch today I mean, I think the big why do we read, if we want to get really meta about it, is it's just why would you stick to living in one world when you can have 16,000 other worlds existing in your head and have a little bit of escapism and a little bit of delusion at all times? Like, it's pretty freaking wonderful. And I will say, like... Natalie and I met through SoulCycle, which was a big mental health boost for us. And escapism um, in its own right. <laughs> right. And I think that reading just is another version of that. And adding that back into my life, Natalie's life, has given us another mental health escape. And it's just been so wonderful. And it just, the same way that you bond with people over other common interests, this is no exception. You bond with people over books. Like one of the best things I can hear is a friend saying because of you I started reading this book and then having a full-on conversation about it it is one of the most best feeling in the world which is exactly why we are here today exactly we want to do that with all of you we want to keep doing it with each other and we want to include you in all of that too 
we're there's the more the merrier when it comes to book besties so the more of you that we can share our love and passion for the books that we're reading with the better in my eyes yeah uh, and that's why here we are again seated on this couch speaking onto god's internet about books i second everything claudia said why read why live only here you know there's something about characters in books as well and the page mind connection that you need to make that allows you to emotionally invest yourself in the characters a lot more than you would from just like watching a movie or a tv show they really become part of your brain because you have to spend so much time with them and picture them Mm -hmm. and see their interactions with other characters and i think that's so fun i was actually asking someone the other day and by the other day i think maybe like a year ago um (laughs) and i was asking her like why is it that i feel so strongly when it comes like the emotions of these books like why am i so invested in a way where i'm like heartbroken i'm elated like why are my emotions so palpable when i'm reading in a way that i feel like i don't experience a lot in real life First of all, the plots are just a lot more epic, right? Like they're the highest highs and the lowest lows. Girl, imagine trying to put the plot of Crescent City onto a screen. No. And like if I were to live through that in real life, I would probably have the same emotional reactions that I had to reading it, if not more. But the other thing is when you read, your brain knows it's fiction. Your brain knows like you're not actually in peril. So it is safe to feel this like wild swing of emotions Because there's actually no threat to you. So shout out Rachel for that little psychology tidbit. (laughs) Um, And so you can just really like let go and let God. I just love a book that can make me ball my eyes out, laugh, jump up and down, scream, want to rip the pages out and throw the book across the room. I'm looking at you, Rebecca Yaros. I'm looking at you. My God. (laughs) When we get to the fourth wing, Iron Flame, book three episodes of this podcast there will be some passion in our voices let me tell you i will just say i read iron flame half of it on the plane and thank god everyone was so dead ass tired that they were asleep because they probably otherwise would have seen all of my wild facial reactions and been like this girl needs to be committed yeah that was an experience i also had at the gym on the treadmill the other day reading throne of glass we're just out here like having (laughs) real visceral reactions in public y'all so anyway, if you want more Delulu, like, subscribe, listen to this over and over again. Crescent City 1 and 2 episode Coming out arriving. at the same time as this one, so you can click right into it. And our Crescent City 3 episode will be out on February 14th on Valentine's Day. As soon as we have a chance to get through it, dissect it, sit with it, and record an episode about it. If you email us between the release date and the 48 hours directly after you will get zero responses because we will be heads down living in a different universe i'm taking pto to read it okay don't do not disturb out of office you will receive an automated email from me saying hey i'm busy fuck off you know (laughs) so that's what's coming down the pipeline we just wanted to chit chat and get to know you and for you to get to know us a little bit. And we are so excited to keep talking books with you going forward. From On here. that note, I'm Claudia. I'm Natalie. This has been The Down Lore. See you next time. Let's go. <laughs>